0: Welcome to a Medics Mind podcast. Thank you very much for coming by. I hope you're doing well. Hope everybody is enjoying their, uh, what is it, Wednesday today? Yeah, it's Wednesday. Um, anyway, hopefully it's going well. The weather's not bad, at least here in southern Ontario. It's not terrible. It's, uh, I think, zero degrees right now with a little bit of rain, which suits me just fine. In fact, when I'm done uh, processing this, uh, this podcast and putting it out into the ether for you all to uh, peruse at your leisure... I plan to go for a walk. I'm going to go to uh, Timothy's Coffee. I'm going to grab a tea, and I'm going to go for a walk around the waterfront. uh, Just go clear my head a bit. Uh, It's been an emotional 24, 48 hours for me. Uh, It's actually been an an emotional almost week now. Um, You know, I had the um, had the event on on uh, Valentine's Day. That was that was a great event. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I think of it fondly. Uh, it's just it, it came with a bag of emotions. Uh, it was t- it was tough in moments. Um, it hit me a little harder than I thought it was going to in certain aspects. Uh, but I am overjoyed that I got to be a part of it, and I I hope to be able to do something like that again with uh, with brainstorm. Uh, so um, it's uh, it it was it was definitely something. But like I said, it came with with uh, with some emotions attached to it. Uh, which I guess is good because it means I, at least I care about it. Uh, that's, that's, that's one thing, right? Uh, but yesterday, what happened to me yesterday? Uh, I don't know why I do this to myself, but sometimes I just start thinking uh, about the past and I, I I go through and I go, you know, I wonder how far back my emails go. And I don't know why I thought that was a, a good path to go down because I know that I've had some bad emails, bad confabulations with uh, with my ex and, and some you know, bad, uh, bad things sent back and forth when I was in, uh, in, in paramedics. And, um, yeah, well, you know, sure enough, I got bit by the snake of memory. Uh, I came across a photo. Uh, it was a picture of me and, uh, it's a pretty despondent photo. It was taken, uh, in, in black and white, um, or at least made black and white, I think post, uh, post process, uh, it was a photo taken to me by my ex. Uh, I had just come home from work, so I was still in uniform. I didn't even bother changing it at the station. I just came home. And, uh, you know, I was, I don't remember a lot about actually coming home. Like, so a lot of the memories of, of post uh, events that day have kind of uh, melted away. But looking at that photo brought back a few memories that I, I hadn't, that weren't really at the forefront, they were dormant. Uh, and uh, I'd actually forgotten all about that picture. I'd forgotten all about that incident. Um, but this photo was taken of me immediately upon coming home from a really tough call, a really hard call, some, something that really uh, has impacted me over the years um, and, and continues to, to haunt me through to today. And uh, so I wrote, I wrote something about it because as so often happens with me uh, when I start going down painful rabbit holes, I got to do something. Uh, otherwise it just sits and, and festers and broods within me and that's never doesn't lead to a good place uh, for, for me. Typically, historically it's led to drinking because it's easier to numb the pain than it is to confront the pain. Uh, but I don't do that anymore. Uh, I, I you know I, I sit with my emotions. I sit with my feelings for good or bad. Uh, I, I mean obviously healthier than trying to drown them. Uh, demons can swim as I found out. Um so I I wrote I sat down at the computer and I wrote this piece uh in one go um uh, but it, it, you know I I wasn't able to sleep a lot last night so um I'm pretty tired today um and uh you know t- today was a big depressive dip day it was tough for me to even get out of bed you know when my alarm went off and I rolled over and I ignored my alarm first uh 12:30 rolled around and I heard a couple of big uh heavy utility vehicles uh, traveling by outside, and so I was awake. I wasn't going to go back to sleep, but I was like, you know, there's no point in even getting off your bed today. Don't even fucking worry about it. And that was the voice that I was that I was hearing, and uh, and I almost didn't. I almost didn't get off my bed. I almost didn't get up. And uh, and I, I somehow I was able to, uh, I think, yell at myself uh, as I so often do. But I, I yelled at myself to get up and at least brush my teeth. So I brushed my teeth. Then I made a tea. And then I sat down on the couch, and then I. I I made sure to reach out to a friend I made sure to to interact with the world and so I I reached out to a friend of mine I said hey what are you up to uh are you free he said yeah I was like do you want to maybe play some video games he said sure and when I turned uh the playstation on I, I noticed that my little nephew he's you know seven eight years old now and uh I noticed he was on and I was like you know I wonder if if I can make his day I wonder if he's able to play today so I phoned, I phoned his mom, I phoned to make sure that that was okay before I sent him an invite and uh, she was all too willing to, to make that uh, come to fruition. So me and my little seven-year-old nephew played some video games today, or my eight-year-old nephew uh, played some video games today and uh, it was a great time. He's uh, an enthusiastic young man and uh, he's like a little antidepressant. My little nieces and nephews are little antidepressants and... uh and It was really cool sitting there listening to his uh, his enthusiasm over the microphone and listening to how excited he was and you know in this game this particular game that we we're playing you can share items with your friends and so he was he kept giving me things and he said like, check this out uncle check this out and and hearing him repeat uncle uh, it was a pretty cool thing um, I was it helped and so now. Now that I'm done doing this, uh, you know, recording, and by the time I I've put it up for you guys to hear, by the time you're hearing it, I'm already gonna be outside and gone for a walk, and uh, taking in some fresh air. Even though it's late, the sun is gone. There wasn't much sun today anyway. It was pretty overcast, but that doesn't depress me. I'm a big, big fan of overcast, rainy days. So uh, it's my kind of weather, and it's still raining out there right now. I can hear the rain gently tapping against my window. I am good to go, folks. Uh, I'm going to go out and go for a walk um, But the piece that I wrote today uh, Or I guess last night, uh, late at night um, Is called The Photograph And uh, it's, you know, it's appropriately named Because that's what it's about It's about the photograph And it's about the uh, the memories that came flooding back to me uh, Upon taking in the, the sight of me uh, Being as, as, you know, uh, down and uh, dejected as I was uh, and still remain to be when I think of that that particular incident in my life, that particular call that I went to as a medic. Um, I think this is some of the more detail that I've ever gone into about this call, um, at least out in public. Um, it's not easy for me. I I didn't record the the read all in one go, um, because I, I find that with this particular boy, uh, this particular call, this particular incident, um, I I get sucked back into the the, the the physical uh manifestations of symptoms with relation to him. I, I go back and I feel uh, a lot of the things that I felt on that day and it it makes it really difficult uh, for me. so, you may hear some uh, clicks here and there and of, of pausing, and I've tried to get those out as much as I can. So I apologize if they're in there, and I apologize if they're annoying to listen to. I tried my very best to get them out, uh, but I couldn't record this entire read with one. I actually almost didn't even do it because it was becoming uh, quite troublesome to me. Um, but I I ended up just kind of uh, looking at the words and, and just orating the words out loud. So it may not be as... Um, emotionally read as some of my other pieces because, uh, I had to sort of read it robotically. And uh, again, I apologize for that too, but, uh, you know, I started this podcast to get my blogs out there and give people another avenue to listen to them if they so choose. And, uh, and so far I've been, uh, overjoyed with the, uh, with the response that I've received and the, the support that I've gotten from everybody. So thank you again for that. Uh, I'll probably keep saying thank you every time I come on this podcast because it just means so much to me. Uh, You know, it is this this thing is an avenue of therapy for me. Uh, It helps uh, a great deal. And uh, I'm hoping to be able to continue doing it uh, with with positive benefit, not just for I mean, hopefully I don't have to write too many more posts like this. Hopefully, uh, you know, in a year or so from now, maybe I'll be talking about, you know, topless Tahiti girls. I don't know. I don't know. The possibilities are endless, folks. But anyway, I'm going to get right into it. This is called The Photograph. I wrote last night and I hope you guys take something away from it and maybe, uh, God forbid, you relate to any of it. Uh, But if you do, um, I appreciate you listening and I appreciate uh, all the support. And again, if you guys are working, be safe, be well, be kind, and keep talking to each other. So here we go. The Photograph. It's a funny thing, the emotions that bleed out from a photograph. The simple snapshot in time can elicit feelings of joy, love, contentment, and elation. It can also evoke the exact opposite. It all depends what it is you're looking at, I suppose. A lesson gifted to me this evening by a curious man and his aching thoughts. As I sat on the couch with tea in hand, the multifarious queries of an often-burdened mind fell into curiosity of the past, my past as such my free hand reached for my phone and began sifting through the decades old emails and the electronic confabulations they so housed There was even an email from my mom in there but that's not the email i want to talk about no the email in question held an attachment within it a picture not visible without downloading it first but after a quick and deliberate thumb tap the image plastered itself to my screen a pathetic image. A man with his head lowered somberly in defeat. The fingers of his hands woven together like the stiff fibers of a basket. They, his basket hands, held the drooping weight of his falling crown. The image was monochromatic, but my eyes saw the most vivid of colors boast from that bland, pixelated sketch. This image held memories. Terrible, awful memories. That pathetically sad man with bowed head was me, a younger me. On my young shoulders, you could see the fine stitching of a crest that belonged to a city that this young man used to watch over. The images of me in uniform, head lowered and hands clasped together so as to shield me from the unwarranted photo that was to be taken. a photo taken by a beautiful woman, Ashley. This photo was so heavy that it pulled up my eyes, forcing my gaze to inch closer to the screen. I knew exactly when, where, and why this photo was taken. I had just come home from work. My girlfriend, Ashley, was off that day. She was at home waiting for me. When I first entered into our home, I greeted her as I had done so often in the past, a warm smile and an enveloping embrace in the form of a hug. I then retreated upstairs to our bedroom, where I planned to change out of my medic blues and hop into the shower. I never made it into the shower before Ashley cantered up the stairs with camera in hand. She burst through the door with playful zeal, sat cross legged on the floor, and pressed that little red button in the center of her phone. (laughs) Snap. Freeze frame. A moment caught in time. A moment of hell. My hell. She knew instantly that something was wrong, as I did not even acknowledge what she had done. I heard her soft voice call out to me. Maddie? What's wrong? Are you okay? I didn't know what to say. She pulled herself closer to me. She pried my hands apart and was now privy to my tear-stained face. Maddie, what is it? What's wrong? What happened? She now knew that something must have transpired at work. And she was right. What she didn't know was just how fucking abhorrent it was. I couldn't even tell her at first. I tried, but the words just didn't come out. They got stuck like the sinew of steak in between the spaces of your teeth, annoyingly lodged within the abyss of my mouth. Nothing would come forth. As hard as I tried, I couldn't say anything. She tried to lean in and kiss me at one point, but I withdrew myself sharply and pulled my head to the side. I didn't want her to know. I didn't want her to taste it, too. The boy. The boy's piss. While at work, on a warm, muggy summer's day... I responded to a boy who had hung himself in his basement. When I arrived, I lunged towards him and tried to lift him so as to alleviate the burden of gravity from him. Unbeknownst to me, the boy had wet himself in rather copious fashion. As such, I was now face to groin, and the seeping poison of his urine began trickling into my mouth. I was ingesting a hanging boy's piss. I tried desperately not to swallow it, but the exertion of holding this boy's lifeless heft was too much to handle in one breath so I had to inhale, and as I did, I swallowed a dead boy's urine. His piss now haunted the inside of my lips, gums, teeth, and cheeks. It still does. I had so much gum in my mouth on the way home that I resembled a hamster fresh from a good feed. The image I was looking at was taken immediately upon my return from that horrid scene. Ashley was confused and slightly offended at my refusal to kiss her, still unable to explain why, she and I began fighting. It wouldn't be until later on in the night that I would finally be able to explain what had happened to me. Her response? You could have just told me that. You didn't have to be so rude. Maybe she was right. I don't know. I wasn't trying to be rude, though. But I felt bad all the same. Now, here I was, on my couch, alone and adrift within the sea of pernicious memory. No one to yell at me. No one to say that I was rude. No one attempted to kiss nor comfort me. Just me and the photograph of a beaten man. What an odd thing. Staring at yourself in such a way, after such a thing, all these years later. What an odd thing indeed. In the years that followed that day, and the breakup, I used to call my mom on nights where I became anathematized by woeful memory. I would call and somberly express my torment. She would listen and respond the best she knew how. I was never able to tell my mom the full details of the boy. I tried once, I think. She asked me to stop when I told her about his piss. I scarred awful. I don't want to hear that, Matty. Come on. Sorry, Mom. Sorry. So, I swallowed that too. Upon rediscovering that photo, the world suddenly felt awfully big. Big and barren. I felt alone and terribly lonely. I scrolled through my phone's contact list. I found the listing for Mum. I looked at it through elongated and forlorn gape. My mind sent word that I couldn't use that number anymore. No one will answer. The world got bigger. I really did try to save that boy. I mean, I tried so goddamn hard. I broke each and every one of his ribs as I pressed down onto his heart, begging for it to beat just one more time. I never meant to be rude with Ashley that day. I just didn't feel like I could kiss her, you know? And I don't mean to be sullen now. It's just, it hurts is all. Look at the photograph. You can see that it does, did, does. I suppose this is all made worse by the fact that less than 20 hours ago, I had a dream about the boy. I often do. I dreamt that I was in his basement again thumping on his chest. Hopelessly so. Want to hear something else pathetic? In my mind, I'm thumping on his chest. In the real world, I'm driving my hands into the buoyancy of my bed pillow. It's pretty easy to feel stupid when you wake up doing that. And the shittiest part of it all, I don't save that fucking pillow either. If I could switch places with Aladdin for a moment, I'd rub that goddamn lamp. And you know what I would say? Hey, genie. Make it a double, yeah? No rocks. Instead, I am left here. No wishes, no big blue cunt to grant them. Just me, my strawberry Perrier, and this poor keyboard that has taken a pounding. And you, I guess. Whoever is reading this or listening. I know that I'm not truly alone. It just feels that way at the moment. I won't lie. My heart hurts pretty bad right now. But, as the Sufi would say, this too shall pass. And I know that it will. It always does. Good night, everyone.